Online sports betting with Iowa's preferred sports book, Elite Sportsbook, is here. Active Resort Club members can log in, fund your account, and place your bets at elitesportsbook.com or visit their casinos to place your bets. Not a member? Visit Riverside Casino and Golf Resort in Riverside, Rhythm City Casino Resort in Davenport, or Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort in Larchwood, all in the state of Iowa. Hello out there. This is the Holostradamus Odds Pod for the games of November 23, which you probably already knew. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it greatly. I'm here as always with co-host and stand-up comedian Tim Sullivan. Nathan Ford is our producer. And EliteSportsBook.com is our sponsor, thanks to them. Uh, Tim, my eyes automatically glaze over when I hear a coach or player, not a player, a coach or a sports writer say that a team still has a lot to play for. If a, if a player tells me that, I'm going to listen to them. But otherwise, it's kind of a cliche. To me, when they say we've got a lot to play for, it means we're not going to win the title. Uh, I'm hearing Iowa's got a lot to play for. Do they? I think they do. I mean, uh, first of all, it it uh, it is not fun when uh, you kind of – are eliminated from, you know, getting to the championship, and especially when you have decent chances to get there throughout the season. And uh, so, I mean, technically they're not eliminated yet, but it's, you know, Northwestern ain't beaten. <laughs> no, they're eliminated. They're eliminated. Wisconsin's not losing to Purdue Saturday. Right, and, that, and you know, uh, Northwestern, so, right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, so, those things are sad, and throughout the games throughout the year when you lose those you're sad and then it feels like well what even is the point anymore and playing the rest of the year they ain't got to change too many things really in the grand scheme of things and probably in the long run victory here or loss there ain't going to change anything the rest of the year but I mean there is still a lot because uh I mean look at Iowa's uh basically the four or five great seasons that they had you know the run through 02 through 04 and then the 09 and 15 seasons Aside from those, Iowa could finish with their highest ranked position in the polls uh, from those besides those seasons, and also the um, least amount of losses uh, aside from those seasons. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you jumble those five great seasons together, and this is basically the six, could be the sixth best season under Kirk Ferentz. Um, and then who knows who they could play in a bowl game? They could play a you know decent opponent too as well. So, um, a lot to be played. I mean, and then plus, just you got to go out and you got to beat, you know, Nebraska. And uh, I think you finish with a pretty good year, you know, if you can do those things. Yeah, I'm looking at it differently. Um, you know, if they could end up 10-3, and three, that's one of those records that you look at. And there's just something about double-digit wins that looks pretty good, especially from a distance. Ten-win season's pretty good. Uh, what it would mean to me is that they didn't lose to anybody they were supposed to beat, which is one mark of a good season because it seems like in in Iowa seasons that went just a little bit haywire, it was because they got upset by somebody or some buddies. But I look at this as, for the second straight year, an opportunity that got away. I mean, to me, the West Division was there to, for the taking. They really... Uh, needed to win one of the three games they lost to have a chance, and they needed to win two of the three to be in control of it. Uh, 
and they got zero. They played four ranked teams. They beaten one. They beat Minnesota at home, which they were favored to do. But, I mean, despite that, that was an accomplishment, no question. They're the only team that can beat, say they beat Minnesota. But it just feels like this is going to be a hollow thing, even if they win out, because when the, when the chips were really on the line at Michigan, Penn State at home, at Wisconsin, they were just a little bit short each time. Yeah, I mean, uh, they were a little short, but and I, and I was disappointed throughout the year. But now at this point, looking back on the season, I think that that was – they weren't – I don't think they were good enough really to beat those teams. I mean, yeah, the scores were close, but I think maybe that was the best they were going to do in those games. And yeah, with- Maybe, but but you know what? Uh, okay, they, they lose at Michigan. Wisconsin stomped Michigan. Uh, they They lose to Penn State. Minnesota beats Penn State. Uh, they lose to Wisconsin. Illinois beats Wisconsin. These were not juggernauts. You know, they were beatable teams. I'm not saying you should beat all of them. But the difference between not beating any of them and beating one or two of them is pretty great. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you look at Iowa, they played, right now they have they have played the most uh, teams that are in the college football playoff. They played five teams that are ranked in the college football playoff that's most of any teams in the country Mm -hmm. and um you know they beat two of those teams yeah so no it's not it's not a bad year it's just to me it's just is it something that's going to be celebrated years from now i don't think so unless something weird happens and they got an actually good opponent in a bowl game and won but you know what i don't see that I mean, even if they got a Utah in a bowl game or something like that. They're not going to, though. (laughs) If something fluky happened and they went to a bowl game with an SEC team and played a good SEC team and finally beat a good SEC team, yeah. But if you're going to the Holiday Bowl, as a lot of people think they will, you're not going to play an especially good team. And uh, a lot of this is subject to change, of course. And and The only thing I know about bowls is that we always think we know where they're going, and we never do. Yep. But right now, I think it's. I think Iowa's going to be a favorite against whoever it plays in a bowl. And if it, let's say it goes to the Holiday Bowl, it plays Washington or Washington State or USC. Oh yeah, they're good teams and so forth. Are they really? You know, <laughs> right. Well, you know. yeah. No, I don't think any of those teams are uh, that great, obviously, this year. But I mean, if like you said, you can only do what you can do at this point yeah. on in the season. And I, I thought we had a chance to go to Indy at the beginning of the year, and uh, we obviously did have chances. But um, going in before the season started, it was one of those years where you know losing those players that went to the NFL draft early. Those a lot of good players on Iowa's team. It kind of felt like if they had those players, they were going to be set up for a good year this year. And you were kind of looking at those players being seniors this year that left early and thinking how good this you know Iowa team would be this year but with them leaving that kind of put a damper on the outlook for the season and the hold and serve basically three losses I mean uh, uh, some people would have expected them to have five losses uh this year that's something you know that's a good point you make they're over under for wins in Las Vegas was seven and a half and I don't know if we talked about that early in the season, but I do remember being in conversation somewhere where I said, bet the over. They've got to win more than seven and a half. And uh, 
I hope this whoever I told that to listened to me because <laughs> they're going to win more than seven and a half. I just I thought that that was one that just jumped out at me. Mm. Um. So I'm yeah. That's why I, I asked this question is but, beca- because yeah. it, it is a good debate question. I mean, if they go ten and three. That that is a good season. That's a that's a fine record. That's a you'd take an average of ten and three every year, but it's just that carrot at the end of the string that you couldn't get. Yeah, you know? I mean you won't. It won't be that memorable of a year. I mean you'll remember a couple of things beating the undefeated Minnesota team this year, and if you can continue to keep the streak going against Nebraska, that'll be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, aside from those two, I mean, yeah, you're. It's not going to be something that you're going to tell your grandkids about, you know. Remember, yeah. remember the uh, 2019. You know, it, it, it's very weird. Iowa and Iowa State are both ranked. They're both in the college football playoff top 25 in late November, and it just doesn't feel that exciting. Yeah, well, it's strange. Mm-hmm. And and also here's the here's the uh, weird stat you may be aware of too, but. Uh, this could be the first time since 1991 that Iowa has uh, started the preseason in the AP Top 25 and could finish the preseason in the AP that's Top remarkable, 25. That's remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, that that's really that's a great uh, stat you pulled out. That's You would have certainly thought that had happened since then. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so there is that measure of consistency. And the, and the fact is that when they've lost, they've lost to prominent teams and they didn't lose much prestige because of it. And I think I was excited about, uh, you know, a lot of the freshmen. We've seen them come, oh, yeah. come out. And then they have a decent recruiting class coming in next year. I think the future is looking pretty well, good. I'm, but. I'm not ready to go into the future, but um, – do you remember when Conan O'Brien always did his in the <laughs> yeah. year 2000? Yeah. That was one of my favorite yeah. bits. Yeah. And Andy Richter, every single time, the future, Conan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the year 2000, and now it's 2019. <laughs> Just dated myself there. I know. I was a 15-point favorite this week. The Hawkeyes have covered in their last three games. So if you've been betting Iowa and rolling it over the last few games, nice job. You want to know what would really be a nice job? If you've been betting Illinois and rolling it over every week, uh, they've covered five in a row. In fact, in the, they're six and one against the spread in the Big Ten, Illinois, which just goes to show that nobody knows anything. Yeah. Uh, more importantly for Illinois, they've won four in a row. They beat Wisconsin at home. They won at Michigan State. Great season, but here they are, a 15-point underdog. How do you see that number? Uh, yeah, last week was the first week that I didn't pick Iowa, you know, to cover the spread and, uh, or to, you know, so, and, and they did. So, (laughs) but, uh, I'm going to do it two weeks in a row where I'm not going to pick Iowa to cover the spread. Um, I don't think Iowa covers 15 in this game. Uh, I think, you know, I still see him winning, but, uh, I don't, I don't think they cover 15. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of points. I'm taking the Hawkeyes to cover and I think they're going to win by three touchdowns. Because I don't think Illinois is that good. I think that it's a team that has maxed out on its potential. I give them all the credit in the world for what they've done. Those fourth quarter rallies against Wisconsin and and Michigan State, sensational. And they went to Purdue in the middle of that and dominated that game. Uh, I mean, really, really impressive what they've done. Getting off the carpet 
when they were two and four. You thought they were headed to another season of oblivion. Here they are going to a bowl game. They'll play Northwestern at home next week, probably win, have themselves a winning record. But I, I just don't think they're there yet. Uh, I look at their total yardage. They're getting outgained by 75 yards a game. That is, you just don't see teams that are 6-4 and four that do that, but they're the kings of turnovers, takeaways. They lead the country in that. Um. If they can, I mean, if they can take the ball away three times against Iowa, yeah, they'll cover the 15 points. But I just think that Iowa is going to control this game. Yeah, I mean, and they've got to keep their foot on them because, you know, Illinois shown that they can come back regardless of the deficit. Yeah. You know, which oh, yeah. is strange, really. I right. Think, I, uh, I hope, you know, I make no bones about it. I, I want good games. I want good stories. So, I mean, I hope it's not a blowout, mm-hmm. despite what everybody in Hawkeyeville wants. Uh, look, I'm not you. I'm not yeah. you, Hawkeyeville. Yeah. <laughs> I, want some, I want to be entertained. I want something that holds my interest for four mm-hmm. quarters. I want a storyline. What kind of storyline could you get? That you if it's a it close battle, yeah. uh, the possibilities are limitless, you know? Uh, how does Iowa withstand a challenge from Illinois when it has had so few of them? Mm-hmm. Over the last quarter century, really. I mean, I was one five straight yeah. in this series, and I think ten of the last eleven. Like I said, even two thousand seven, I think was was that the year Illinois is the Big Ten champion, and I will beat them that year as well. So yeah, it's been uh, and my column for Saturday's uh, Gazette is that this has been a peculiar series, border teams, border states. And yet this is a football rivalry has just never been anything. And that's mostly Illinois' fault, of course. Yeah. Although Illinois has the all-time lead in the series, but... I mean, some of my first memories were like the 90-91 seasons or whatever when Illinois had decent teams, and I just remember. So I kind of, you know, when I early on fall on the Hawkeyes, and it just kind of seemed like Illinois was a good team back then and then kind of fell off... Yeah, they've had a lot of coaches. I mean, in the time Iowa's had two coaches, I don't know how many Illinois had, but it's been a lot. Um, yeah, uh, so we are at odds here, and what that means is that... I don't feel good always going against Iowa, but, uh, you know, I'm doing it. Uh, well, uh, I could... I have no problem going <laughs> yeah. against them, but I'm going with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what we've got in the second segment is it's a big Big Ten week. Everybody's playing each other, and uh, some of the games are pretty significant, so we will talk about a few of those. It's football season. Place your bets with Iowa's preferred sportsbook, EliteSportsbook.com. Resort club members, log in now and place your bets at EliteSportsbook.com or visit their casinos to place your bets. Not a resort club member? Visit Riverside Casino and Golf Resort in Riverside, Iowa, Rhythm City Casino Resort in Davenport, Iowa, or Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort in Larchwood, Iowa. We're back. Penn State's at Ohio State Saturday. A few weeks ago, this would have seemed like the Big Ten's game of the year, but now I don't think there's much of a real buzz for it. And the statement that backs that up is this ohio state's an 18 point favorite yeah 
Uh, Penn State lost at Minnesota. The air went out of the balloon, and then last week Penn State had a real dogfight on its hands before it put away Indiana. Ohio State, meanwhile, remains Ohio State. Uh, the Buckeyes have a streak, had a streak of eight straight covers, which is just, you know, almost unheard of. Uh, the team that snapped it was Rutgers. Rutgers, of all teams, yeah. covered against Ohio State. <laughs> I don't think the Buckeyes were too worried about not covering the spread. It was still 56-21, to 21, and I'm sure they could have named the score if they'd wanted. Penn State has failed to cover in its last two games. Uh, Penn State still got a good team, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And um, until I saw the score, I was going to say I thought this could be a game that Ohio State could run away with, and then... The more I think about it, though, I think it's going to be kind of the opposite of that Ohio State-Wisconsin game where Wisconsin played uh, Ohio State tough in the first uh, half and then second half kind of got away from them. I think this might be the opposite. I think Ohio State will come out, fire it up, and, uh, you know, take it into halftime up maybe 17 to nothing or something like that. And then second half, Penn State might try to start playing hard. Um, And uh, as much as I... If, I, I, I think that might actually be the difference. I think it's going to be about a 17-point victory. Hmm. So in this one, I, I am actually going to go with Penn State, and it'll probably be just just below 18 is what I'm thinking. You know, 12-game seasons sort of separate things. I mean, you, you, you find out a lot of teams have the – have what it takes to be really, you know, lights out for four games or six games or eight games. Twelve games shows you who's got it and who doesn't. Ohio State's got it. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that they're a lock to win at Michigan next week. Right. But they're a better team than anybody the Big Ten's got to offer, and everybody in the world knows it. However, I'm with you. I just think 18 is a big, fat number against a, a for for a quality team like Penn State. And they're yeah, they beat Indiana by 7 points last week, but Indiana's got a quality team this year. Yeah, they do, and they played at Penn State tough last year as well, so. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a nice team. And that thing at Minnesota, I don't hold that against Penn State mm-hmm. either. I mean, yeah, we saw some weakness in the Penn State defense, but that was just a great college football game, mm-hmm. I thought. So, uh, this is like the uh, maybe the last hurrah for Penn State this season in terms of making a national impact. Uh, I certainly don't see Ohio State losing, but I'll tell you what, if Ohio State covers the 18 in this, uh, you got to put them number one in that college football playoff poll. You have to, because if you beat Penn State by more than 18 points, yeah, <laughs> you are on a different plateau. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Penn State. I'm not real. I don't feel real great about it, but it's just one of these deals. Until you prove to me that you can beat a team of that caliber by that much, I'm not going to trust it. So is there any scenario where you could see Penn State pulling off a win in this one? Um, no, I could see a four-quarter battle. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to happen. But, I mean, I. Uh, Penn State's got a good defense, but that these Ohio State offensive weapons are so good that, mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, speaking of um, offensive weapons, Northwestern doesn't have any. No. They're at home against Minnesota. Minnesota 
is going to try and bounce off the carpet after last week at Iowa. It's tough losing that first one, especially when it's in the middle of November. Minnesota's a 13.5-point favorite. Uh, Wildcats, in their last three games against good teams, scored 3-0-3. and On the other hand, Minnesota's quarterback, Tanner Morgan, had a concussion last week at Iowa. He's in concussion protocol. I don't know the terminology. I assume that uh, B follows A. And if he can't go, it's going to be a freshman taking his place, a freshman who hasn't been playing. So can Northwestern pull things together and cover 13.5 points? Well, you talk about teams that have, still have a lot to play for. It was depressing, I'm sure, for Minnesota fans to lose that game to Iowa, but they, they still have a lot to play for if they win yeah. out and then could win the Big Ten Championship. I mean, there's still a chance they can get into the playoffs, I mean, uh, where they're ranked right now. So, um, and But that is difficult. You know, at, that, that, at, at first that sounds unlikely, but then you realize that would mean that they'd beaten Wisconsin and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the possibilities there. Yeah, uh, the, the reality might be totally different. So of course, the point is, is that you being a player, you know, you you can't really let up the rest of the season. You have to keep, you know, going. And and uh, I don't think they would I, the way they played this whole year. I don't think those Minnesota players are going to give up at this point in the mm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, regardless if the freshman is in there or what, I'm sure they'll find a way to score points against you know Northwestern, yeah. and I can see them covering that thirteen point five. I am going to fly in the face of good sense and take the Wildcats just because I think they've got a good enough defense to stop Minnesota from going wild on offense. Uh, The one thing Northwestern does have is good defensive players. Uh, Minnesota, I would think, will be having a plain vanilla offense. Like you said, though, I mean, they've got great running backs. Ronnie Smith's terrific. They've got three running backs who are really good. I think that I like you. I think they can get by even with a, you know, a totally buttoned down pass game, and maybe on Lake Michigan's shores, the weather won't be all that conducive to passing on November the twenty third anyway. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to say that thirteen and a half Northwestern the last couple of weeks has found a little bit of offensive footing, although against bad teams. And I'm going to take the points, but I don't, you know what, I think you got just as good a chance of winning that one as I do, so. <laughs> so, you're yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Purdue at Wisconsin. We know this is no contest. We certainly think it's no contest, right? I mean, the odds makers, Elite has Wisconsin by 24. Uh, the Badgers, to me, have found their second wind. What do you think? Uh, I think they have, but it could, uh, in a way, it could, I mean, the points totals for the Wisconsin win is 24 and and I could I mean in a way I want to say that I don't see them covering that because Purdue sometimes shows a way to show up and and if Wisconsin's overlooking that game a little bit and going into Minnesota thinking that you know they're playing for the Big Ten championship I could see that one being closer and I I almost really want to take I I mean everything's telling me to take Purdue in this one but I just don't see Purdue having enough of anything really to do it at Wisconsin, so I got to I, I, reluctantly. I'm, I am taking the 24 and taking Wisconsin. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, you're right. I mean, Purdue to me is just is uh, wheezing to the end. And I'm not saying that to be 
mocking them. They've, they've just had a they've had rotten luck with injuries mm-hmm. to critical offensive players. It's a program that's taken a back step this year, but it's I think that they'll get that thing straightened back out yeah. next year. This is a it's a decent program with a good coach that uh, the the last two years to me are much more indicative of where they are than this year. Yeah, you lose Rondale Moore and you lose your your quarterbacks. You lose two quarterbacks. Yeah. It's 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 tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Uh, but in week eleven, game eleven. Wisconsin, after it had its two-game losing streak, came back against Iowa, had a gut check, won, and then, you know, here we are uh, with them knowing the next week they're going to go to Minnesota to play for the division title, and it's late November, and it's Madison, and it's Wisconsin football weather. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's give the ball to Jonathan Taylor – and knock those guys on yeah. their cans, and that's just what they're going to do. I think this is going to be one-sided and ugly. So you see it probably more than 24. I say t- uh, throw those points. Uh, I don't think Purdue's got the offense or defense to hang with Wisconsin. Yeah, it might be ugly, uh, ugly run fest for Taylor. Uh Boy, he's good. Yeah. You know what? I mean, he's good. I, I've been lucky this year, and, and uh, you can only go to one game a week in my, you know, as a rule in my job. But I've seen the two best running backs in the country. I've seen Taylor, and I've seen uh, Chuba Hubbard of Oklahoma State, oh, yeah. and uh, they're they're phenoms. They're genuinely Taylor is one of the. I don't. I'm not one of. I'm more of a basketball guy, but. There are those rare running backs that I never get tired of watching, and Taylor's one of them because yeah. he never, he always, <laughs> I should say, he always maximizes what's there. Yeah, it's a, it's unbelievable. He's, it's I, I th- almost didn't think that when he first came in. I thought maybe they just were getting lucky that year with him being good, and then uh, the more you watch him, the more you realize how great the guy is. And yeah. it's just that uh, patience that he has, and then that just seems like that's almost like a – side juke move that he can put on at any moment's time and just get right past that first defender so it, it it's yeah exactly and uh the, uh, the patience is uh, you you can't coach it Mm-mm. you can't he 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 perceives where the slight <laughs> openings will be mm-hmm. or the bigger openings and then hits them and then it never seems to fail he'll get two yards he shouldn't get you know you're not going to just stop him (laughs) straight up never happens yeah i mean it's it's unbelievable how how good he's been you know and it's easy to say this but if wisconsin just has a normal running back i think iowa wins yeah yep i think so too yeah any i mean that backup didn't look too bad against iowa no he's good (laughs) and they got a nice one um you know they got another it's like they don't real Rebuild, uh, they well, reload. No doubt. But I mean, the way they've gone had running backs in the last, last number of years, it's like, geez, can you guys just stop finding these guys already? Well, it's probably an easy position to recruit for them mm-hmm. with the linemen they've had, and the, and it's like you see this, uh, you see Le'Veon Ball, what he did, and uh, you see, you know, it, White and Gordon. It, it and does. Melvin Gordon. It goes all the way back to Ron yeah. Dane. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk Iowa State and our locks of the week. So. Um, Talk to you in a minute. 
Looking for the perfect spot to watch the game? Place your sports bet and get a great burger and brew? Visit the Elite Sportsbook at Riverside Casino and Golf Resort in Riverside, Iowa. Or Rhythm City Casino Resort in Davenport, Iowa. Or Grand Falls Casino and Golf Resort in Larchwood, Iowa. For Iowa's preferred sportsbook, check out EliteSportsbook.com. Hi, and we're back, and we're going to talk some Iowa State. They play Kansas this week in Ames, the home finale. Nice win for the Cyclones last week after a lot of uh, heartbreak. They are the ones who march the ball into field goal territory and win the game with a walk-off field goal against the Longhorns. Anytime you beat Texas, here, there, or yeah. anywhere, it's a good win. That was a nice one. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got their bowl eligibility, but more importantly, they kind of got that monkey off their back of losing all these close games that yeah. separated them from being, you know. They have something to point to this year, you know. Now they're back in the top 25 and uh, building momentum. It's funny to me to see them, and I alluded to this earlier, but 6-4 and four and ranked. To me, that is respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there are a lot of 6-4 and four programs that people wouldn't even consider voting for. Yeah. Uh, it's They play everybody tough. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the downside is, okay, you didn't cash in your opportunities, yeah. as much as we talked about Iowa. Oklahoma State and Baylor. Yeah. Have chances but they things, but. play everybody tough. Um, to do what they did at Oklahoma was, yeah. you know, tremendous. Uh, this is a lot of points. 24 points, just like that game we just talked about, Purdue-Wisconsin. It's a lot of points. I don't care who you're playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? There's been moments where I've seen Kansas have some fight in them this year at certain games where they were closer than you'd think. Texas for one, you know. And um, I I feel like uh, uh, Miles is kind of getting them going. But uh, last week I think they played Oklahoma State. Kansas did, and they they didn't. I didn't think they looked good in that game at all. And so that's what uh, I would say. Kansas would try to come into Iowa State thinking they could at least fight a little bit maybe Iowa State's a little up but 24.5 points seems like a lot and I would I I wanted to pick Kansas but I just I don't think I can do it I, after seeing them last week against Oklahoma State I think they uh, I, don't, I don't see them having enough against Iowa State and uh, I'm going to pick Iowa State um, I, I agree with what you just said I can't uh, argue with any of that. I mean, I, I, just, I think, you, you know, Kansas did acquit itself well early this season, no question. And uh, won a few games, which was a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, – Road game. Boy, that game at Texas in, in Austin. <laughs> it was in Austin, wasn't it? I think, I think it, it was. We're going back uh, yeah. now. but. Yeah. But that was – Kansas could have won that game mm-hmm. against Texas. Kansas. <laughs> Which made you think Les Miles is a pretty good coach <laughs> after all. But but again, it's week 11 now. Yeah. And uh, I just think that Kansas has had its moments, but it's worn down. It's now, you know, it's now back in Kansas mode yeah. to a degree. I mean, they're not getting blown out. <laughs> but, I mean, this program's been so bad for so long that it's the improvement this year has been striking. Yeah. But... Uh, Remember, Iowa State beat TCU by 25. It beat West Virginia by 24. It's 
it's a team that's playing good ball. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, you've got Kansas playing its second straight road game in November, and it's not going to a bowl game, and it's like, okay, we're done here. Iowa State's not done here. And I, I look for Iowa State to have that just let it all loose kind of game Saturday and yeah. uh, give Kansas a righteous thrashing. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, still have two home games, Iowa State? No, this is it. This is their final, yeah. last home game. They're at Kansas State next the last mm-hmm. week or whatever of the season. But, uh, yeah, so, they yeah, they made, that's, a, that's a good point. They may lay it all out and, you know, try to end the season good for the Yeah, I, I think it could be one of those days where Iowa State could get 500, 550 yards. Yeah, so that'd be that'd be good to see. That'd be good to see Iowa State end their season that way and the home home slate that way. Well, now comes the locks of the week. Uh, I just uh, who did you have last week? I had LSU. LSU and uh, they uh, took care of business, right? Yeah. I at Northwestern gave forty points against Massachusetts, <laughs> and Northwestern well, lost by thirty nine or won by thirty nine. Yeah, it tells you everything. Oh my god! <laughs> Even against the worst team, basically that they could possibly go against, you know, and they still couldn't uh, one point under. Yeah, but on the other hand, I I uh, said take Iowa and give the three against Minnesota, and Iowa wins by four. Yeah. So I guess that's a push. But when yeah. you call something a lock of the week. It's, you got to do better than that. Uh, who, who's your lock of the week? Well, this was a fun one, and uh, seeing it on the elite uh, board, and uh, it's pretty close to home. And uh, looking at all the other options, uh, I had to go with this one, but it turns out um, Northern Iowa is on the board this week, playing Western Illinois, and I don't think Western Illinois has won a game this year, and. Um, the point spread is Northern Iowa by 23.5 points. So, so you see some opportunity there. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the, the Panthers there on that one. First time all year we get to talk about the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. They got roughed up pretty badly at South Dakota State last week. They might be itching to do yeah. the same to those uh, yeah. leathernecks in yeah. Western <laughs> Illinois. Yeah, and uh, so we'll find out, you know, uh, Hopefully, Western Illinois doesn't think this is their last opportunity to show something of the. Well, <laughs> you know what? You and I, they're they're a playoff team, though. Despite that yeah. game last week, but they, you know, they probably need to some style points. Yeah, and uh, probably the best team you can do it against because I looked over Western Illinois' schedule and it looks like most of the time they're getting beat by twenty some points, no matter who they're playing. So you know, playing in that conference is harder than playing in the playoffs. Yeah. At that division, yeah. it really is. I mean, you're you're basically playing a playoff team almost every yeah. week. Yeah, I know. That's why it's tough. Or, to, yeah, that's why it is. If you were trying to bet on you and I when they do have them on the elite board, it's tough because, they, like you said, they're you know, how you picking yeah. playoff games basically. Well, North Dakota State's won like seven of the last eight or something like that national titles. South Dakota State's terrific. Mm-hmm. Illinois State's really good. Southern Illinois. It's it's just, uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, nice pick. I really yeah. think that's a winner. I wish I could say the same about mine. <laughs> I'm taking Cal by three, or Cal is a three-point underdog at Stanford, and I don't have, it's just, I think Stanford has fallen apart. Yeah. It's not the Stanford that Iowa fans got to know and hate. <laughs> yeah. they. It's just all gone bad this year. They've gotten beat by 15 or more points five times. 
two weeks ago, Cal beat Washington State by 13. Last week, Washington State beat Stanford by 27. Uh, but that's not why I'm picking this. The reason is because it's Cal. And in uh, another life, I would have liked to have gone to Cal Berkeley. Yeah, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been the, the, the student who looked the most out of place. Well, somebody's got to keep them in line. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have been the one standing on the sideline watching all the protests and and everything else, I would have been the one, you know, with my camera out taking pictures and sending it to my friends back home. But you would have been the you would have been a reporter on the field during the uh, marching band uh, interruption during that. Uh, I would have been LSS. doubled over in. I would have been in the fetal position, laughing so hard. That is the greatest moment in the history of sports. It definitely is the yeah. game. <laughs> They call it, that's what they call it, Stanford, California, yeah. the game. We got all these cockamamie nicknames of games, you know, the Heartland Trophy and the, the, you know, the Heroes game and all these things I was involved in. <laughs> Cal and Stanford, the game. So wait, we should say that's going to end uh, on a last second. Uh, the band might not be on the field, but it's, that game's going to end. I Cal. think the, the Stanford tree is going to get 15 <laughs> yards for something. That would have been. And, and their band. I am maybe the only person in Iowa who will admit this. I love their band. I at halftime of the Rose Bowl, uh, uh, it had so many Iowa fans pissed off, and I'm in the press box, and I am my my voice was three octaves higher than normal. I was so giddy at at the ridicule that they were bringing. To were this. you uh, prepared for the band to come out there and do some sort no, of thing? You didn't like know. That, you it? didn't know what they were going to do. You knew they were going to be there. But you never know what they're going to do. I love the Stanford band. Oh, God. I'd, uh, you know what? Uh, if, if Iowa and Stanford were to like to play in the Red Box Bowl, which is at Stanford's home stadium in um, Northern California, it would be worth buying a ticket just to see what that band had up its sleeve. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and if Iowa hadn't been getting destroyed like that. Did you maybe... take offense at the Stanford band during that Rose Bowl? Uh, not really. It's hard for me to take too much offense on things. The only thing, like I was saying, is just it was you just had an awful day because it was just Iowa was getting so destroyed in that game that. Uh, well, that just added it to just, it. Yeah. You know, there was so much <laughs> resentment and frustration, and then the Stanford <laughs> band went out, out there and like just that. rubbed just, their yeah. noses <laughs> in it. Yeah, so that's. There a, were Iowa fans at the Rose Bowl who went back to their bus at halftime and didn't come back. <laughs> Can you imagine going all that way out there for that and doing that? I was glad I did not go to that game. I almost went, and my brother and but both my brothers wanted me to go with them to that game, and uh, I did not have a good feeling about it. Here's where I found out which members of the Iowa sports media were homers and which one had bigger <laughs> worldviews. It's uh, between the third and fourth quarter at that game, and the sun setting over the mountains. It's just indescribably beautiful. And I, kn I pointed that out, and uh, a few of my colleagues agreed with me and enjoyed it and admired it, and a couple were grumbling. And uh, right there, it's like, okay, you got your people who do like other things in this life, and you got your homers. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I just seen a, something, a picture of the Rose Bowl, you know, aerial view 
uh, they were showing on TV the other day, and I just snapped a picture with my phone just because there's something about that view that you really like. Like you said, the mountains uh, in the background, it's just such a serene. I've never been to the game there, but I've been to the Rose Bowl when I lived out in uh, Los Angeles and stuff. But uh, And I used to drive around there. I would carve a little Hawkeye uh, tiger hawks in the cement just to <laughs> really <laughs> try to you carved them in the cement <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. who are <laughs> you i know it's a weird thing but i'm trying like, to get some uh, hawkeye mojo and then it Superman? worked I mean, a year later or two i went to the rose bowl so hey but i might have to go back out there and do it again but it is i've, I've told so many people this over the years it's the only ball game it is it's the only bowl game the rest of this stuff is nonsense yeah. it's the rest of this stuff is commerce I know the Rose Bowl's commerce too, of course it is, but between the setting and the history and the location, the ambiance, uh, the rest of, I mean, Outback Bowl, oh my God, uh, it's just, and I know that Iowa people, they've gone six times and people love it and it's warm and it's nice and the ocean's there and all this and that. Yeah, and there's Waffle Houses, but it's just, you got to be kidding me. I mean, they got a pirate ship in the end zone. <laughs> you, you bring a pirate ship to Pasadena, and they'll pass a city ordinance to have it and you removed. <laughs> well, it used to be a day where uh, going to the Outback Bowl was a pretty big thing because there was a long time where we never went to that. I, you would see Michigans and stuff. So I know. Uh, you get It's all perspective. Now, now it's you know kind of like, well, it's Iowa's fallback bowl almost. It's, but. it's all perspective. I mean, you think Rutgers wouldn't enjoy an Outback Bowl? Right. Yeah, so or even just going to the Outback. But and that's also the nice thing about going to the Outback is sometimes if you can get a good SEC team to play against and hopefully get a victory. I mean, those first couple of Florida um, games were pretty fun. I have spent I've I've done the math. I've spent about two months of my life in Tampa <laughs> covering things. I don't care if I ever go. I back. might be going there uh, this next year for the uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania is at the same stadium there at uh, Raymond James. Did you lose a bet? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a. I uh, it's going to be around my birthday, like the day after my birthday or whatever. So uh, I, uh, I'm just hoping CM Punk makes a return. Hey, I, I don't have a comeback. For yeah, that. that's like we can we can uh, leave it leave it laying there. We're gonna drop that next week's as the uh, as the people in your showbiz profession say. <laughs> Uh, earlier in the week because it's thanksgiving week so uh, look for that and uh, we'll talk about the iowa nebraska game and uh which is right now 7.5 uh, you said Iowa's favored against nebraska 7.5 yeah at elite yeah you think that'll change i think it'll drop elite probably a point and a half or so maybe you mean down or yeah down really i'm thinking oh regardless of win or loss huh. against illinois i'll bet you it's it's eight or more when we tape next weeks trying to get people to bet on nebraska they're going to bump it up maybe no i just think that iowa will have a resounding win nebraska will go out to maryland and look <laughs> foolish again and you don't think well I, you know, I think that might be a victory for nebraska well anyway but we'll have we'll have that to talk about next week yes iowa nebraska that'll be fun we mm-hmm. could do the whole deal on that yeah i think we will all right thanks for joining us everybody appreciate it Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day.
Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.